Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need information. I needed five minutes ago. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert, an everything entertainment update heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. So, um, what's new in your world? Okay, Lord announced that she's releasing a photo book which highlights her 2019 trip to Antarctica. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um,. Like the book means a lot show. to her. She said, when I went to Antarctica, I hadn't yet started writing again after finishing Melodrama, which is, was her previous album. I realized that the trip that uh, I realized on the trip that what my brain had been craving was a visit to an alternate realm. OK. Um, so if you are interested in a book. Uh, it sounds like a good coffee table. Book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Flip through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I'd buy it for like $75 or whatever she's charging, but whatever. Okay. Um, Carol Baskin, which I missed this because I really wasn't into Tiger King like everybody else. But earlier this year, Carol Baskin won control of Joe Exotic's Oklahoma Zoo right. as mm-hmm. payment for a lawsuit she won against him years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Joe's currently in prison for trying to have her murdered. Well, she finally visited the property last week and it was a mess. There were piles of trash and rotting meat all over the place and some interesting graffiti. One of them graffiti said, if Carol killed her husband, clap your hands. Uh, Carol's people think that Jeff did it. Um... (laughs) Boy, that is a tangled web. I, I, I'm so on the outside looking into that aquarium that it's, but I know that there is some real, real weird stuff. But I that's why we liked the, of mine the really, day. how did you, how much melatonin did you have? That you had that <laughs> 10 dream? milligrams, too many. <laughs> too oh boy, oh boy, okay. Uh, Drew Barrymore staged a wedding on her show for a couple who had to cancel their vows due to COVID. But now people are saying that the couple met when the guy was a high school teacher and she was 17 years old. Oh, oh that's. Oh, she tried to do something nice. And it she, turns out you didn't look far enough into the backstory. Oh, Selena's 24 now, but. Meh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Happy no. Thanksgiving. That's the latest dirt. <laughs> you can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. How is it she knows everything? My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour. And at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. Miss Shannon Paul sitting in for Donna Valentine today. Thank you, Ms. Shannon, for being here. Don McLean is producing this show after she produced the morning show. Happy to have you here, Don. Am I here? Yes. You're here. You're here. I'm here. You know, there's a weird technical problems going on, and currently the state of it is that my head in my headphones 
it's very strange and it keeps going back and forth from left to right. And Steve, when he talks, there's a second Steve voice that's whispery like oh, a weird no. demon. Yeah, he's here. He's always here. He's always Can you not oh make it worse? God. Don't make it worse, right, Patterson. Sorry. sorry. My gosh. I, Why do you I, have to double down on creepy every opportunity? Yeah. Once she said I was like a demon in her ears. You're like, I like that? that? You went to, I like that. Now how, let me try and assuage her her fears. How often you went, will Let's I have this opportunity? And you know what? Haunt it happens her. with you too because I just heard fears whispered. Oh, Unless no. I I'm started to have a psychotic break <sighs> at this moment. Do you think there's other people in the room with you? No. It's just me. Do you need help? Usual. Do you need help? Help. Oh, no. I'll keep an eye on you just to make sure she's okay. Hope you're doing well, Don. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it sounds like she needs a nap. I'm glad she's got tomorrow off. This is crack. I'm a little worried (laughs) about her. I just want to get through the whole show before she totally breaks. That's my plan. Oh no! Do you need me to call you a lift? Totally breaks. Oh no! Yeah. How can you live like that, Don? Fine. Um, Hey, I want want your perspective on this uh, because I asked this question on Instagram and Facebook yesterday, and or a couple days ago, and. I think there's been like around 1,600 comments that I've gotten. I have not started to scratch the surface on these because each of these responses that I've gotten are kind of paragraphs. But here's how my post read. I posted a picture of uh, of my my daughter, um, Adeline, who is 10. She's our big girl. And, you know, I'm noticing, I'm aware of the fact that you can tell when your kids go from, you know, little kids to sort of the preteen and as they just start and you just realize things are changing and how I connect with them mm-hmm. will will change. So I said a question for all of you daughters out there. What were some of the most meaningful ways that you connected with your dad as you started to grow up? Were there any traditions, outings or experiences, maybe conversations that made a lasting impact on you? Because as the father of two daughters, I would love to know from the perspective of daughters how your dad managed to foster a meaningful connection with you as you grew. Um, so I have received, the, and again, maybe I've read, I don't know, a hundred of them, maybe. Mm-hmm. And there are so many more to get through. Um, but I've seen all sorts of advice from folks saying, um, this was a good one from Lissa, who said, first and foremost, treat your wife and other women in your, in your life with respect and love always. It will be ingrained in her that this is how she should expect and deserve to be treated by the men in her life that, that mean anything good. to her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very good. She went on to say um, all kinds of things. A lot of people said something like this. Um, this from uh, one loss. She said, I think some of the most impactful conversations were just driving home from practice or activities or even in the garage when he would genuinely tell me how proud he was of me. It wasn't mm-hmm. after I won something or had proven myself. He just complimented me as a person. Right. A lot of these daughters talking about a, a, an overwhelming theme, going on errands with their dad. They said he would just ask her to come along, and it could be to the hardware store, it could be to the grocery store, just to gas up the car. But these little seemingly mundane moments provided some really, over time, profound, special one-on-one um, interactions. I have more that I can read, but I mean, let me let me turn to the two of you. Were there any ways that, that you remember connecting with with a, your dad or a father figure in your life that just meant 
so much. Well, Dawn is still uh, working on her headphones, so I'll start. I mean, I, and I'll go from a from a father figure because okay. I'm I'm one of those raised by a single mom yep. thing, and she did a great job. So I appreciate yeah. all that stuff. But my actual father wasn't in the picture. But I do. So who was the father figure for you? You know, for me, it was I actually had a, a non creepy um, middle school teacher, and and so his name was Mr. T, Mr. Templeton, and yeah. I think watching him and his wife, who mm. were the 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 they were both teachers at this middle school that I went to and watching the way they interacted um, really helped me see what I it was what framed what I thought a relationship was going to be like and I you know I remember going back to going was that an anomaly or should that be the norm? And then when I got older, trying to go, no, I think that should be the norm. And I think that goes in line with what you were reading with, uh, from one of your respondents, that it does matter watching you treat women a certain way mm-hmm. and setting up those healthy expectations and setting up a, you know, I, I think that we are getting to the point now that we are telling young women that they can be anything and they do not have to fall into these particular stereotypes and tropes. And I think that a lot of that needs to also come from the male figures in their life. And there needs to be as much of a narrative that young girls can be and do anything. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, we need to teach young men that they don't have to be and do everything. Mm-hmm. So that there can be yeah. so that they uh, so that both genders can grow up healthy. You know, like I try to make sure right. that my son and like you're into what you're into and I support you versus going, well, I think you should be these things like you have to grow up and be in this thing and play this sport and do X, Y and Z. I think that's bad on both sides when mm-hmm. you're raising kids. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really good. And to understand like there is this these these beautiful differences that we have between genders can be really complementary of each other that when right. they come together that's really when they can achieve like the their maximum impact right when it's um yeah not as in the box of okay you got to do this and you got to do this yeah and i think it is sometimes just a matter of suggesting that you are a good as we went back to earlier today talking about human being Mm -hmm. regardless of what it is that you're into so that we don't put all of these because of the way that we talk to our kids we don't put these these sometimes i think that we accidentally make them give them complexes because we only praise them when they do certain things Mm -hmm. and so if we go hey you look great because X or you're popular because Y instead of just going, you're great because you're great. Yes. That I think sometimes accidentally ends up making them feel bad because you think the only way you get that is by earning it by being great at something instead of just being perfectly you. That's one thing. uh, I've heard that advice from early on as um, this is not the first time I've asked for advice from, you know, great ways to, to learn to father a daughter. And it was talking about not, Certainly not over complimenting their physical right. beauty, first of all, um, but speaking life into these other areas of who they are as a person. But just the other day, I was walking downstairs during a break on radio, going downstairs to get a drink from the kitchen. My daughter's at her little makeshift workstation um, in the living room. And I just said, hey, I'm really proud of you. And then she said, why? And I said, I'm just proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. And then just kept going. And it was, and that was advice that I got from someone that sort of turned a key inside of my brain of like oh let's it's it's not just at those moments of accomplishment right uh, but it's just sort of as they just continue to navigate these little lives and grow into these um 
these little big people Agreed. right in front of us. By the way, uh, a couple more quick before we go to break. There was a really cute one from Carrie. She said one word talking about ways that she had a meaningful connection with her dad. Food. When I was little, my dad and I ran a, quote, restaurant in our house that was responsible for Sunday dinners. So they would print menus, cook together, all of that. And when I got older, they actually went to uh, cooking classes together, discuss recipes, cookbooks, things like that. Another um, woman saying that my dad, Shadanza says, my dad would always read whatever books I was reading. Right. Anne of Green Gables, Little House on the Prairie, etc. And then he would talk to me about them. I loved it. It meant a lot that he took the time and had conversations with me about my interests. I've, other people said, take a legitimate interest in whatever she's excited about. Right. She tells you she's excited about something, do a little digging on your own. Listen to her, research it on your own, and have some conversations that really prove to her that what she's interested in is what you're interested in. I was in. reading an article that was similar to that last night where they were talking about why playing dress up is important. And oh, yeah. if that's how they're using their imaginative to play, yeah. that it's important for us as adults and parents to be able to lean into that and Meet not go, oh, it's too much work or I'm tired or I don't want to. Or like, what does it hurt you to yeah. foster their imagination and go, nope, I'm all in. I'm yep. all in on what it is that you're into. And very often that goes into sort of weaving into that fabric of memorable experiences right. that kids view them having with us parents. So anyway, thank you for all of the responses. You can uh, reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. If you have any helpful ideas, I am all ears. When we return... Dave Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle doing something kind of interesting. Right. He kind of does comedy and kind of does just what's on his mind and talks to people. But he's asking kind of, sort of, for you to help him out, kind of, sort of. It gives me shades of Taylor Swift. I'm not saying I'm not for it. It's just kind of an interesting thing. We'll have a conversation about the comedian that is Dave Chappelle when we return on Don and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back. It is the Donna and Steve show. Don't forget Howie from the Backstreet Boys will be sitting in on all of the shows oh. all day Monday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look at that. Fancy. about that. None of that is true. It's the Don and Steve show. Steve Patterson, Miss Shannon Paul in for Donna Valentine today. Don McLean pushing all the buttons so that you can hear us wherever you are. Um, let's go round the horn and just say you're, again, comedy is very subjective. Yes. Um, your level of like for Dave Chappelle's comedy is what? From one to ten. I'm at a, like a four or five. Um, it depends on which one I'm watching. So I'll average it out to a seven. What do you mean no, when average. you say which one you're watching? Because I think some of his things, I, I appreciate some of the subject matter he talks about, but I also think some of it is very, it leans into biases that I am trying to get past. Okay. And so, um, but I think that they're very well crafted, I think, as far as the way he does his comedy. The mechanics. The mechanics sure. of it, I really, so I, I can appreciate that, although some of the things that I think he supports are problematic. Well, Dave Chappelle posted an 18-minute video yesterday. It was mm -hmm. called Unforgiven, where he uh, unloaded on Viacom CBS for licensing his old Comedy Central series, Chappelle Show, to streaming services like Netflix without actually paying him. Mm -hmm. So the show was streaming. On Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. On HBO Max and on Netflix, um, but now it's just on HBO, the Chappelle show that is, because Dave has a stand-up deal with Netflix. Right. So he asked them... To remove the show. So there's a little profanity here. So I'll tell you what he said. And I'll tell you what it's giving me shades of. Mm -hmm. He said, that's why I bleep with Netflix. Positive connotation of the word bleep. Right. He says, because they paid me my money. They do what they say they're going to do. And they went above and beyond what you could expect from a businessman. Right. And his beef is that he started seeing the Chappelle show pop up. And he's saying he didn't get paid he said when i left that show i never got paid they didn't have to pay me because i signed the contract Mm -hmm. but is that right was the question he said he went on to say i found out that these people were streaming my work and they never had to ask me or they never had to tell me perfectly legal because i signed the contract but is that right the crowd grimaces he says yeah i don't think so either so and i think the expectation is somebody who if he had not put that out we would think that he was getting paid or this, or you were supporting him as an artist and all of these things. So for him to come out and say this, and he is now to the point that he is getting comparable pay compared to other comedians in the industry. And I think that's great. I think there's some Mm -hmm. other comedians, specifically female performers of color, um, mm-hmm. and that are not up to this point at all, and I I support them. Uh, uh, you know, like Monique is an example. There are people who I think do not get enough credit, and he is close to it. But I understand why he is so adamant about this because it's. I think that that's fair. If you have a show and it has your name on it, everybody is presuming that that's your show. Yes. And he's like, nope, you used me for that. It's all fine. I walked away for it for from it for multiple reasons. And I should have more control over what happens to it. And I think when he did that show, he's like, "Okay, look, I'm getting paid the most money I've ever gotten paid. I get to do this show. I really want something on a network." But we hear stories all the time that people think that it's or or performers think that it's going to be this great golden egg that they've gotten finally, and then it turns out that they have no control over it. They get them once they've signed the contract, the networks change the shows, change things around. So it's not this amazing uh, experience that the performers thought it was going to be well he also says that uh netflix wasn't even a, a thing when he was doing the Chappelle right. show when he started right. the mm-hmm. Chappelle show and so i wonder if to it because it gives me shades of taylor swift how she's upset about the contract of her music rights and so she's asked her fans don't download that music i'm right. going to recreate the music download that it has a similar vibe because he says i'm not asking you to boycott any network boycott me boycott Chappelle show do not watch it unless they Pay me. You know, that contract that he's talking about, um, you wonder if it predated streaming services, right. which is kind of a new frontier. And I don't know if the legal language, it sounds like it didn't provide uh, any room 
for that. So maybe that's from 2003 to 2006. Right. And, and they were just mailing out DVDs at the time. And Hulu, I have Hulu didn't even right. start you know? until 2008. I have the box set, but I think, and this is not apples for apples. Yeah, I'm but, saying like Netflix was just mailing out DVDs at but, the point right. when the Chappelle show was on streaming didn't exist. But to kind of compare it to something personal that happened to me, I was on a TV show called Laugh and it was on the Fox network. And so it was something that was played regionally. And so every time they replayed my performance i got a little check right yes yes then and so when i did it again this show was not on hulu so it wasn't in my contract but i did have a thing that said that they were allowed to re uh air it and if they aired it i was supposed to get paid right well they put the whole series on hulu Mm -hmm. which again now i get to say i'm on hulu but none of us that are on that they put those performances there they didn't contact us at all yeah, And they just did it. And so the way I found out that I was on Hulu is I got oh. tagged in a social media post that said, hey, Laughs is on Hulu now. You could see Miss Shannon's clip. And I was like, oh, you can? You know, oh, so sure. I didn't even get a heads up. And I think, again, it is frustrating because as a performer, the only thing you have is your talents and the things that you create. And so once it gets to the point that you aren't getting paid for the things you create, now I'm going back to now I got to start all over and I have something else. And and it's it is frustrating. It's very frustrating. So I kind of get what he's saying. Guys, are you are you meaning to tell me that the Dave did Dave Chappelle leave the show in 2006? Like are you telling me that that was 14 years ago right. that Chappelle turned down Comedy Central's apparent offer of 50 million dollars back then? And went off to South Africa. Did that drama really happen Mm -hmm. 14 years ago? Right. And the show was only on for three seasons. And it was a phenomenon. And, you know, and he, again, you could tell by the way that he was walking away. I mean, for one, like mental health reasons that he talked about at the time, but also because it seemed like he was losing a lot of uh, control about Mm -hmm. how it was going to be created. Yeah. And and he also told, uh, let's see here, told Gail King back in an interview in 2017 he says that back then while he was in a very successful place the emotional content of it didn't feel anything like what i imagine success should feel like it just didn't feel right and his peace mattered to him more than the money i tell you this he um i I can have my own subjective feelings about his comedy and i didn't think his snl uh, i thought that was sort of scatterbrained his snl appearance a few weeks ago however he does strike you as a thoughtful guy who's really like wrestling with some stuff. Now the argument can be made if those need to be wrestled with at a quote unquote comedy show, there's a, everybody has a different thought about that, but he, he seems like a thoughtful guy right? who's kind of trying to walk through some of these things. And you've got to respect someone who is willing to turn down $50 million. Yeah. Yes, I totally respect I can't it imagine that. Right. that. I couldn't believe it. Right. Oh, Lord in heaven. I just can't imagine that. Right. So, Anyway, uh, if you support Chappelle, he would tell you don't watch the Chappelle show (laughs) until he gets paid. Exactly. When we return, our Facebook question today, what's the most beautiful place you've ever been to? We're trying to stir the positive vibes around eventually traveling again. So maybe we'll all give each other some ideas as to what we should put on our bucket list. And maybe the bucket list should be in 2021. We'll get into that when we return. It's Don and Steve, my talk. Before we get to Christmas, we've got Thanksgiving. Don't skip over that. It's happening tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. We made it. 
Uh, no matter how you're gathering, we hope that you have a fabulous time together. And, you know, to be serious for 10 seconds, it's a tough year. Right. But there is a lot to be grateful for, and I think it's really important. we got to dig a little deeper to uh, to tap into that gratitude, but really take some time and consider what we can be uh, grateful for. The gratitude, the great anecdote to, or antidote, excuse me, to anxiety and anxious feelings right. and stress. And so uh, dig deep, even though it's easier to grumble. Let's uh, think about what we can be grateful for. I think it's interesting that you bring up music because I... I try not to do Christmas music until after Thanksgiving just because You're I one wanna, of those. I try to just kind of like, because I, I, I try not to rush through all of the seasons sure. and all of the holidays. So I had to find what I considered Thanksgiving music because there's not a lot of like Thanksgiving music staples. Right. So it's funny, you know what I landed on a few years ago? Like I have a James Taylor album oh, and there's yeah. just something about it. That feels very... That is your Thanksgiving music yes, now? Yes, yes, that I do. I like a James Taylor album that I really only play this time of the oh, year. Oh, cute. Well, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're going to play the Thanksgiving music. The weather's going to be pretty decent tomorrow, too, so it's right. not going to feel like Christmas just yet. Right. So we'll just hold off a little bit. I think a lot of people, back to your gratitude thing, are putting up their holiday lights sooner and those things just so we have something positive mm-hmm. focused yes. on. But I think there's other things that we can do as well, so... Donnie, baby, what is the weather tomorrow? Yeah, the weather uh, this hour is sponsored by Pet Cremation Services of Minnesota. For today, morning fog, uh, cloudy, high of 38. But for Thanksgiving Day, it looks like leftover morning clouds and increasing sunshine and mild, a high of 43 tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, not bad. And then throughout the weekend, we got 41 on Friday, 49 on Saturday. Wow. It's nice to have a fall. Yeah. (sighs) You know, actually have that. That's wonderful. Um, I forgot to send out the uh, the the invitation to my you know little cul-de-sac of <laughs> us lighting our trees, and then I and then I looked at the forecast and I thought, oh, you know, um, I've done this in the previous neighborhood where we lived, and then we had like this little holiday lighting extravaganza, and it was kind of fun because then people have fire pits in their yard, and then we would walk around the neighborhood. People had Christmas music on. And it was just a fun, fun little gathering. And the weather's not going to be so bad on Saturday. But now I feel like it's too late for me to send out a notice on Wednesday. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just say, look, no, let no, me take the temperature. Fine. You guys want to do this or not? No sweat. If not, we'll do it next year. But then maybe everybody will be like, yes, I see let's some do it. neighbors that are maybe like, oh, Steve Patterson, and they're drinking whiskey and like, oh, Steve Patterson sent out his notification. But he's for already that lighting. guy in his neighborhood. So yeah. it won't be. I'm just kidding. Do you like, how do you send out the notification? Like through your little well, app, we, or do you we, like print off signs and, and pin it to their door? What do you do? We have a, uh, we have a little Facebook group for, gotcha. for the cul de sac. Mm-hmm. And so it's an easy way. And actually, you might be surprised to, to, know this i'm probably i wonder if i would have neighbors who would laugh at this i'm not the most social person on our block i'm probably right around the middle okay we have a nice little friendly neighborhood and no one's obnoxious social um and no one is like total board the doors shut in right so it's pretty balanced yeah and people have organized things before and there's you know a neighbor who's always setting up um, like circle driveway, bring a chair, bring a lawn chair, get into a big circle, mm-hmm. happy hours and things like that. I think it would be well received. The timing is the potential problem. But what I tell people with this, 
We'll get to our Facebook question here in a minute. What's the most beautiful place you've traveled to? But I say like, hey, I've got one of those uh, uh, stick things that help you hang the lights in your tree. And we all have baby trees. I remember when you said you got that. Yeah, I got, I got two of them. I got one for me and then one to lend out. Because he was and, just going around, Don. That was yes. before you were on the show. Why? Yeah. He literally went around his neighborhood and he's like, hey. Uh, door to door. If, if you, want to help, you want some help with that? I got an extra, a, yeah, uh, extra people, extension pole. They and he just went around to the. He, Please don't say that again. Yeah. He, he enjoyed <laughs> saying it he honestly would use that you as his, borrow my pole. hello everyone i'm steve i brought an additional pole for you oh, and he was so proud of himself Doc. and then you know in my old neighborhood we went from probably like a like a 20 percent to like a 50 or 60 percent trees lit because of his pole because That's of the precisely. pole wow. there was one street in that old neighborhood who just there's every every neighborhood has that one street who crushes it and we had a yeah. street that just every tree was lit and i was in on one of the dark streets and so i was trying to get it lit up but the bonus is everybody has a little boulevard tree but they're all small because this this is a new neighborhood and so you hardly even need a ladder you just i mean it's you could get this done in 15 minutes in an extension cord He's ready. I'm, gonna, I'm already politicking for this. All right, He's I'll send them a note later. In it. He's all ready. Go ahead. That, uh, just send it. You'll feel better if you send it. Yeah, you know, and I thought I could do without it, but I know that the kids really liked it when we did it, and the kids would just like an opportunity to kind of run around You can't do without it. Don't blame it on the kids. Right, you want okay, this. Right. You know it's you want it. It's for you. Right. Go ahead. Do you. Speaking of Facebook, where hmm. I'll notify my neighbors, yes. um, I asked the question on our Facebook page, what's the most beautiful place you've ever been to? Don, you know our barometer our for, for success on a Facebook question. I would oh, like to yes. proudly say. Yeah, what is it? We have, uh, at last look, 204 comments. Wow. What is the most beautiful place you've ever been to? Um, I took that, that trip to uh, a Mediterranean cruise a couple years ago with Twin Cities Live. We toured the Vatican, and I remember we were inside of one of the halls of the Vatican, and not one of the places in the Vatican that you would normally hear of. It was so breathtakingly gorgeous. I just couldn't believe what these artists had created on the ceiling of one of the corridors in the Vatican. And then we went to Spain, and there's this beautiful chapel there, that's a chapel, cathedral, that is still being built. And it's called Sagrada Familia. And there are no lights in the cathedral. And it's all lit up by natural light and stained, beautiful, stained glass like you wouldn't believe. It is bring you to your knees kind of beautiful. So those places come to mind. We got Facebook responses. But Miss Shannon, Don, when I say what's the most beautiful place you've been to, what comes to mind? Um. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, had, I was fortunate enough to go to the 2004 Olympics. In oh, Greece, whoa! And whoa. and so we were at so we were at so we were in Greece, and my co-host at the time and I we went to there was an outside bar, a waterfront bar mm. that was looking out over the oh. water, and it was the most amazing mm. view I've ever seen. And I've been to restaurants before in like California and stuff, like that, but it was just something about this bar that we went to wow. looking out over the water in Greece and, and everything that I'm like, you know, one of these days when I'm on my own money, I'm going to go back and actually vacation vacation um, and, and go back there. Cause I did find just the, just wandering around throughout Greece. I found it just beautiful and historic and, and just, it was something wonderful about it. So that I'd go back there. 
How about you, Dawn? I would say, I wish I could pick somewhere in the U.S., but, I mean, the Grand Canyon is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a chance to go to Switzerland mm. and stayed. Oh, My friend you. was working in a five-store, five-store, five-star resort mm-hmm. in oh, the wow. Alps. Oh. And so I oh got to stay with him for free. Oh, my God. In this, in this gorgeous resort hotel in Interlaken, Switzerland, and... Uh, there's like Murin is a little town. I also went to the Schilthorn, which is the tallest peak, and uh, a James Bond film was filmed oh, there. Wow. So um, that was just, it's just so amazing. It looks like a postcard, you know, with the waterfalls coming down out of the Alps and just all of the houses with their little flower boxes. Aww. You just can't believe that it's real. That you it's know? real. Yeah. It's everyone's like- so nice. It's like those pictures you'll see on like Instagram if you follow any, you know, uh, landscaping or things like that, where they'll just show you a picture and you're thinking this is a fake place. And then they tell, you know, this is where it is. This is what the population is. And it's just real. It makes you realize how much of the world we've yet to see. Allison says on our Facebook page, the most beautiful place she's ever been to. I have no idea what I'm about to read. Garmish. Hang on. Garmish dash. Partenkirchen. During the that? winter, such a charming and beautiful place surrounded by snow-covered mountains. I don't know where it is, but Allison said she would love to go back. Garmisch, Partenkirchen. Do you think that was a typo? In Germany. It's in a Germany. town in Germany. I Googled okay. it, and nice. thank you for Google for fixing it. Because <laughs> I got through the Garmisch. Uh, I figured that out. The Partenkirchen was not correct, <laughs> but Google figured it out. Good. It is a town. It is a German ski resort in Bavaria. Oh, bless it. Formed when two towns united in 1935. Oh, the pictures online are beautiful. Gorgeous. She's right. Yes. Sonia says, uh, Stressa on the lake in Italy. I'd have to... Look up the particular portion of the state that it's in, she says. Uh, but really, anywhere in Italy is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Italy is really a spectacular place. Lucas says a place that I've heard I've never been to. My parents have gone there and raved about it. Glacier National Park. Yeah, I've heard that's wonderful. I want to do an RV trip to some really nice national parks uh, in these great United States. But when the hell am I going to do that? When am I going to rent an RV? <laughs> but that Rocky actually... Mountain National on... Park is really beautiful. I and I have oh, some really? friends in Montana, and they always say it's wonderful. That, that I could see you doing, like renting an RV and packing up the kiddos. That was our plan a couple years ago. My wife said, if we don't get uh, pregnant, then we can do uh, that. And we mm, got pregnant. Right. And then we got a puppy. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, on house arrest. no. Now you can but never now, leave. No. If you <laughs> RV, right. though, you can. You just have to take... Like two weeks and, you know, because what did uh, Stephanie Hansen do? Like, just get yourself a little trailer and go. And yeah. that's the great part a separate about- one. Oh, stop. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let them roll around in there. They can you just partridge family it. They'll be fine. <laughs> well, yeah, can't we just put them like in a... a, a- Something that you, a little camper that yeah, you can put saying. on the hatch. Yeah, little pop-up camper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're up in the main cabin. See, I actually, just because of the particular challenges my kiddo have, I could see myself wanting to do a road trip like that more than I would ever want to put yes. my kid on a plane. I have, yep. that is the stuff of nightmares as far as I'm concerned. Like, I, when I see families that are traveling on planes, yeah. I'm like, God bless you. That yeah. sounds so stressful for me. But being in a car where, 
Well, eventually, if we get there, it. exactly, mm-hmm. we have to stop. We have to stop. And and you know, honestly, if we never made it to Montana, we just had an adventure. Then cool. You know, like, I think what you can do with these RVs. Uh, my plan was you just find, figure out what is your ultimate destination. Mm-hmm. And so let's say it's somewhere in Montana. Then map out a couple of different routes that you can go with different RV stops. Right. And don't bite off more than you can chew. Yep. Like maybe do we're going to do a total of four hours in the RV today, but then the rest is going to be eating, perusing small towns, Wandering and then get, setting around. up our right. shop wherever we happen to be camping for mm-hmm. the night. I do think it would be really fun. You don't have to have a special license to drive any motorhome. Do you know that? Like yes. the big ass motorhomes, yeah. you can just be 16 with a license. Yeah, oh, well, let's for sure. not encourage that. The first but. time I drove one was a 40 foot Winnebago. Oh, my word. Did you grow up in the country? No, it was for a promotional gig that I had for oh, the wow. Sci Fi Channel. And, and they I, said, here you go. Uh, yeah, they, they got somebody from the, like, the, uh, oh, gosh. Department of Transportation, the DOT guy, to just help to come uh, by and help us. And and I started out from St. Louis and went to New Orleans. Wow. And um, That's an adventure. Yeah, it was really crazy because I left the stairs down on the on the RV and oh, I no. was going through oh, some construction. Oh, no. Was it just sparks <laughs> no, going off? Were they like between, scraping was, on the rolls? It was in between Baton Rouge and New Orleans and you <laughs> oh, know one that's really tiny? Stop her! Like, stop her. You're just sweating it because it's <laughs> yeah. very like there are barricades on both sides and you mm-hmm. can barely fit your car through. Imagine having a huge RV oh, no. That, right. and I've just driven 10 hours. This was the end of the trip and oh, it was no. dark and I was just like sweating it just like white knuckle I'm glad you survived. I'm okay, though. I mean, the other people on the tour had other tragedies involving their, like, their uh, waste tank. Oh, gosh. One of my friends got her RV stuck underneath a parking garage. Oh, wow. Okay, don't take an RV, anyone. This is misery. Anyway. (laughs) Just stay home. Just watch the Travel Channel. Hey, don't forget, you can check out new My Talk original podcast. Uh, There's a brand new one called Deep in the Shallow, hosted by our friends Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer. It is available now. Plus, you can listen to your favorite My Talk shows as podcasts as well. Listen to what you want, when you want. You can do that on the app uh, or online at My talk1071.com when we return netflix just threw down a ton of money to continue making shows nowhere near hollywood we'll explain where netflix is setting up shop when we return it's don and steve on my talk welcome back it's don and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment it's the song that everyone loves what's this guy's name again Louis capaldi Louis capaldi yeah Louis capaldi Bless him. We love you, Lewis. Yeah, bless you, brother. Um, we just don't like you bringing us back from break because it feels really like an emotional gut punch. <laughs> None of us needed. Miss Shannon is here. Don is here. We're wrapping things up on a short week. It's the Donna and Steve show. Did you hear that Netflix is throwing down $1 billion more What in New Mexico? to continue expanding their ABQ Studios operation. So a few years ago, they acquired some space mm-hmm. at a uh, at a back lot in New Mexico. I didn't know this. I know yeah. nothing about this. And it's because uh, New Mexico is a place that you can go, and these big Hollywood productions can do a production. If it costs 10 bucks to do it in L.A., it costs them $4 in New Mexico. Right. Okay. Plus, Like Georgia is the same way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the government throws you an extra buck on top of that as right. a tax incentive. Mm-hmm. 
What's so funny about this is it is at the same studios that I worked at for three years when I worked at Reels, which is a Hubbard Broadcasting property. They still have studio space there. And it's you, you go to the Albuquerque airport, you hang a left, and you drive for about five miles. Right. And people said it's like you're landing on the surface of the moon. You just see open mesa <laughs> yep. and then mountains in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, they're expanding. They're going to build some more sound stages there and really set up shop. And it's just going to become this hub. Like Stranger Things is going to be one of the Albuquerque set shows oh, now. Right. Okay. And when I was there, it was just the most bizarre thing because I had moved to L.A. from Pennsylvania for college and then trying to get my start in broadcasting. And so you felt like you were there. It's right. like this is the Mecca. This is where people try to get to. I I start there and then start working for reels in a year and a half in or so. They asked me to move to Albuquerque. Right. So just when I thought I had the Hollywood dream, I moved to Albuquerque, but I host a show called Hollywood Dailies where we just talked about the movie industry every day. But if the backdrop is fake and looks like L.A. or Hollywood, no one at home is ever going to be like, wait a minute, hang on. You think they're in Albuquerque? And so we were there. And then you'd walk to lunch. The Avengers shot there. So I remember you would see cast members just out and about in the parking lot. Um, I remember speaking of RVs before the break about traveling. I would pass an RV and never think anything of it. Come to find out it was apparently the very famous Breaking Bad RV. Right. Because they shot on the lot, too. It's the same studio lot where Christian Bale had his epic meltdown at a lighting guy Mm -hmm. that was caught on tape. Big productions happen there um, all the time, and now Netflix is just saying, we're going to throw $1 billion down on just setting up shop. The cool thing is it's a... You know, it's like an hour flight from Los Angeles, right. maybe an hour and a half, but it's a quick jump across and then you uh, you can just go there. And I think for actors, you can kind of live in anonymity there. You right. can, it's New Mexico. They after have a all. good film festival that comes out of there and some other things and, that I've worked with. And the thing I always thought was interesting about that area is that there's certain places where you can hub out of here and then mm-hmm. travel to LA or hub out of someplace and travel to New York. And I think that yep. that's what, because of the production costs and where people are willing to get those rebates and things and, and certain places like Albuquerque and near Los Cruces and those things, it makes sense. Especially I think in the world we live in now where they want to have enough space that they can create a COVID free bubble. Mm-hmm. And still produce a show, and I think yeah. it's easier in a climate like mm. New Mexico. Yeah, and I spreading even all that of out COVID. is yeah. that they can build this giant lot that, in theory, can look like any place because mm-hmm. so much of that, you know, Southwest there is a blank slate. Yes, and you, it's easy to go. Well, we're here today, and then we, if we drive an hour and a half, there's enough of these kind of trees that we could yep. film this and look like we're someplace else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm fascinated because i mean the way that they are trying to go well we're just going to create our own thing and not worry about the rest of the hollywood machine is fascinating to me yeah and it's and it's cool too when you think of it for the small state that is new mexico Mm -hmm. they're going to be adding so many production jobs there Mm -hmm. and they're committed to this build out for netflix and albuquerque is happening over the next decade so it's a huge boon for New Mexico right. and just their local economy and the job opportunities for folks in the TV and film industry because they're setting up some – it's not just one production that's going to come in, shoot there on location, and then leave a year later. 
they're setting up shop there. They're right. really putting down some roots. So anyway, Netflix uh, really hunkering down in Albuquerque. Before we go, we want to remind you, we would love you to live for free for the rest of the year. So we've asked for your help many times this year, and you always show up, my talkers. We love you for it. Well, now it's your turn. So you can enter to win $10,000. Just download the app or visit our stream player online. Register for times that you plan to listen. That makes it really easy. And then we call a name six times each weekday. And if you call within 10 minutes of hearing your name, you'll win $100 and you'll be entered to win the grand prize of 10,000 bucks. There is someone who will really win that 10 grand. It's just our way of thanking you for making a bad year better. Get the mm-hmm. details, mytalk1071.com. And the keywords are live for free um any big plans for uh for you ladies what's going to be the highlight of your next four days of this long holiday weekend hmm not uh, being here <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. no you just need I a break from job, work of course you yeah, do yeah yeah and i'm skyping with my younger sister who had a baby recently so get yeah. to see Aww. the little tiny baby still so that'll be fun yeah that's really great i'm mm-hmm. hoping to uh to get the tree set up tonight mm-hmm. uh christmas tree set up tonight and then we'll have our small thanksgiving tomorrow and just lay low. The weather's yeah. going to be decent. A few more days that we can enjoy outside. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to that. And yeah, get a Steve, couple I'll more Christmas some movies. pictures because I told you that I was doing a remodel on my kitchen. Right? Yeah, yes. I finished most of it. So oh, I'll you send did? You some pictures. Yeah. Backsplashing you know, and countertopping ooh. and all this stuff. So I'll send you some pictures. I, would, I love seeing those kind mm-hmm. of pictures. I just saw Colleen Lindstrom, by the way, the Colleen and Bradley show coming up next. Um, she took a picture the other day, and it was of her kitchen. Mm-hmm. And apparently they just went through a remodel as well. So I'm sending her messages on Facebook Messenger right now trying to figure out how long her remodel took mm-hmm. and all of that. I just love seeing any kind of before. Do you have any befores? Yes, I did okay. that. And I took a little video that eventually I'll put it all together. And this is all like DIY, like definitely. Oh, that's Miss Shannon awesome. did all of this. You know, I had yes. a couple girlfriends come over and we figured some stuff out. So well, this is all proud. I did it. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. That's really, really great. Yeah, send me befores and send me um, afters. You know, we... Uh, can't leave without saying thank you to all of you uh, as we enter into Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and we kind of challenge us all. Let's tap into the gratitude in the midst of what we've all been going through. But our deep thanks to you, the My Talkers, who have allowed us to continue to try to entertain you as we've had to have all sorts of conversations right. this year on the air that we never anticipated having. And you've all uh, hung with us through all of it, through the ups and, and downs. Grace. Yes, definitely. And yeah, and that's been cool because we have had so many of you that have reached out on social and via email and said, you know, we appreciate what you guys are doing and know that it's a little awkward sometimes with what's going on. Uh, but thank you. The thanks is all to you guys. Thanks for allowing us to do the jobs right. that we love. Miss Shannon, thank you for coming in thank today. You so thank much. you. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes, Don, thank you, you so much. Yes. Thank you for all the hard work that you do on the show. We love you. Don, I hope you're having a great time. Colleen and Bradley Have a great birthday. are yes. next. Thank you. Bye. All right, love you guys. Bye. See you Monday.